career-high 15 strikeouts for Jacob DeGrom. Welcome back, everybody. We are here. Another edition of the Dingers and K's podcast. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. We are back. We got 29. We made it all the way to 29 so far. Okay, so Adrian Beltre, John Smoltz, and Rod Carew. Give me Beltre. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like the Beltre idea. All right. So two Hall of Famers, one future guy. Yes. That's your like 29. It. All right. Like it. That, we should have a great episode then. Yeah. Everything should be great. If we're, we're Hall of Fame status right now. Right. There you go. My name is Jeremy Alcho. I'm back. We got Jamal Roussel, author of Brother on Baseball. New article out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Talking about the NL. Talking about some prospects we're looking forward to. Just, just some young guys, you know, might have an opportunity. Guys that we've talked about, Zach Veen. Yeah, yeah, Zach Veen. Saw him on there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just some guys I want to see what they do in spring. So it could be, they're, I think they're going to do better, or it could be kind of make or break. There's just different There's reasons. There's a few make or breaks where you're, um, yeah. the way you like to say it, prospect or suspect. Yes. You're like Okay, it's so like, for example, to use one of the guys, Mackenzie Gore. Yes, for yeah. the San Diego Padres. Yeah, you go back like a year or two, and this is like the top pitching prospect in baseball just about. And now he is like kind of lost the ability to throw basic strikes. Yes. It's, it's not quite Steve Blass or Rick Ankiel, but it really is like, man, what happened to you? His mechanics are all whacked out. Well, I was reading on there. You had him from AAA, went back down to single A, trying yeah. to fix something. Just, just throw try strikes. To, just, just throw strikes. I mean, this is like high school pitcher stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just can you throw strikes? So, you know, there's just different guys. Some guys are excited. I'm excited to see what they do. Some guys, again, I just want to see what happens. It could be young guys who I know aren't going to be in the show this year, but, you know, just can they make some sort of impact? Because you'll see them in camp, and it could be that guy, he pitched the seventh end of the spring training game, and it's like, oh, that looked pretty good. And then when he comes back in a year or two, he's like, oh, I remember seeing him before. When you see him in the bullpen for mm-hmm. that September run. Right. Yeah. A la Bobby Miller. Exactly. I think you had him on your yeah, list. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember seeing him in Dodger Spring training, like, at the end of one of the games. It's like, oh, that's what this looks like. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is, okay, it looks like he get there's something there. Correct. You know, so my, my best example of this probably ever for me was Jacob DeGrom. Seeing DeGrom pitching in a spring training game before he was a rookie or anything, I was like, man, that guy looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Mental note, file the name away, Jacob DeGrom. And then yeah. when he showed up, you're like, right exactly i'm like i've seen this before and they're like okay what i saw in spring training i'm now seeing in regular season games correct correct all right well we got dingers and k's to start off with we got some fan questions today all right i think that's the first for us on this show yeah so we got that we got some comparison we're gonna be talking left fielders we're diving into the guardian slash indians whatever you want to call them it's guardians you got to get used to it well it's for the people who don't know yeah i was talking to my brother today okay no clue that they changed into the guardians where's he been that's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah, usually the young guys are up on it. Told my mom. She's like, Guardians, we already have one of those. I'm like, no, we don't. She's like, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Well, this is named after the Guardians of Traffic. <laughs> That's what this team is named after. So we got those. Am I missing anything? We'll touch on lockout talk, but we're not going to focus lockout on talk. that. Yeah. We're on lockout. Yes, we still are. Does, does that work? Does that cover? It does basically, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> dingers and K's, though. We got dingers. We're starting off with. I heard a little bit of yours. Sounded pretty exciting. What do you have? All right. So my dinger of the week is a guy who, again, kind of forgotten to time, you know, mean on, you know, history all the time. So this guy was, had lots of tools and it didn't always translate to being the greatest player, but 
it, he would do things and it'd be like, wow, that's really something. So this was his ultimate, wow, this is something day. So this is Mark Witten. Have you heard of this individual? No. All right. So he was known as hard hitting Mark Witten back in the day. Like 205, didn't he? No, he had better than that. But in this particular day, mm-hmm. this is about the greatest day, individual day, just about any major leaguer has ever had in the history of baseball. Okay. This for one particular game. All right. Got it. So this is home run number four of the game. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Now two on a Witten. In the center field. Did he? Yes. His fourth home run of the game. Just wait for it. He has 12 RBI. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to two. Yeah. Is it a position player throwing? What is no, going on? It was off Rob Dibble. Oh, man. Three-run home runs and a two-run shot. <laughs> That's some MLB The Show type of stuff, right? Exactly. There. Yeah, so a granny, a three-run. Even couple, then, two three-run shots and like a two-run homer. Two <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, no, Rob Dibble was pitching in this, the last inning, in this last home run he hit. Yeah, it was off the closer. He was in the game, and yeah, that happened. Wow. So four home runs, 12 RBIs in one game. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's about as good as an individual day as anybody's it. ever going to have ever. Because so I think I like would say when other guys have hit four homers, yeah, you didn't drive in 12. You know? <laughs> Man, that's crazy. It's like four solo shots. Or right. Something it might like be that. four solo shots or something. Yeah. You still hit four, four homers. Cool. But yeah, he drove in 12. It's kind of funny. You have a multi-home run game. Yeah. I have a multi-home run game. All right, what do you got? I guess that we're talking Guardians today. Yeah. So I thought I'd take over the cornerstone, the cornerstones of the franchise right now. Okay. So we're going to have Jose Ramirez on the chopping block not that long ago. Still is. Looks like he might be the star that carries him early in the season. Let me hit a left-handed bomb. Yeah. He's out of room. It's out of here. And the Indians take the lead. So there's one. And I think he's waiting a little bit. Second at bat. Better time. Comes back around. And he's going to come back around. Get the exact same pitch. Deep right field. And that's two two run homers for himself. The Indians are back on top. His second two run homer of the afternoon. And Jose Ramirez. Not bad. Not bad of a day. He's a good player. I, I think a lot of people uh, remember that one year he had. Yeah. Where he hit like 320 and hit like 30 bombs and right. he was just doing crazy stuff. Right. And he kind of came down to earth. Yeah. The next year he started off, he was terrible. Yeah. He's like <laughs> 250, 260, right. but he's like 260, 30 home runs, decent enough defense. I would take him on my team to play third base for sure. I think a lot of people would. Right. <laughs> a lot of people would. Moving over to K's. All right. You have an interesting one, probably your second favorite pitcher of all time. I won't go that far. <laughs> Not even. I will say again, this is fun bit of business for my ball club, but this is R.A. Dickey. So the 2012 Cy Young Award winner. Stealing some Cy Youngs out there. Hey, he was 20 and six, led the league in strikeouts, led the league in innings, led the league in shutouts, all while throwing a knuckleball. Dumb knuckleball. So here we go. Well, it doesn't, doesn't oh, hurt. And you're going against the Dodgers. Yes. Seven strikeouts for R.A. I mean, you truly, you're looking at an amazing pitcher. He has walked 24 batters this year. He has struck out 113. Not too bad. Yeah, so there's your strikeout to walk ratio. Usually knuckleball guys hit a lot of guys, lots of wild pitches. Every now and then you have the Tim Wakefield year. Yeah, R.A. wasn't doing that. And R.A. actually threw a really hard knuckleball. 
it was like, like a, high, it, was like, 80s, it, was, right? it was like an 80 mile an hour knuckleball. So mm-hmm. for again, for people who don't know, the knuckleball doesn't spin. So it makes the break very unpredictable. That's what makes it hard to hit because hitters are used to the spin. So they can predict basically where the ball is going to go with a knuckler. It's there and then it darts to the left. It darts to the right, but it looks the same out of the hand every single time. So RA is throwing this hard knuckleball and it's darting left and right. Yeah, just it's 80 miles an hour. So this was his one year because as I told you before we were recording, he won 120 games in a 15-year big league career. He won 20 of them in 2012. So in 14 years, he won 100 games. <laughs> yes. Did he have more losses than wins? No. He actually was a winning pitcher. Wow. That was yeah. very surprising. Yeah. He had uh, no UCL. So That's the, correct. So yeah. So the only collateral ligament, you know, with the Tommy John surgery, he didn't have that ligament to tear anyway. And yeah, so that dropped his draft stock. The Mets later flipped him, and that's how they acquired Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno, two players that they used when they got to the World Series. So I always have a fondness for R.A. Dickey. Man, still stole the Cy Young, though. <laughs> still stole the Cy Young. Like I said, we're talking about the superstars of this Guardian squad. Yes. Who else am I going to talk about other than the ace? Right. Jane Bieber. Right. We talked about him a couple weeks ago and how nasty he was. We're talking about who would you take for the next five years? Yep. I believe it was him and Castillo. Walker Bueller. No, Walker Bueller. That's who right. it was. Yes. And that was a tough one. Yes, it is. That's actually a tough one. They throw a little different. Yeah, they're different styles, but they're equally as effective. Correct. So we have his opening day start last year where he's going to go ahead and, and K-12. And that is out number two. Um, against the Mighty Mighty Tigers in the ring. Uh, using every pitch possible. Yeah, he's got the curveball working. He's got the slider going, a little changeup. The cut fastball. Exactly. He's just, just right. moving. Just moving. Slicing and dicing. A lot of stuff. It looks like the changeup and the curveball is what really worked from that day. Yeah. Um, for those who don't remember, started off super, super hot. Right. Super hot right out of the gates. 2020, I believe he did the same thing. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, like this guy really emerged out of nowhere. Filling in for Corey Kluber. Yeah, kind of took Klubot's spot. Pretty much. Yeah. And they're like, Kick him to the curb, send him down to Texas. Right. <laughs> just outstanding performance. I like watching him. Yeah, no, he's really, really fun good. to watch because he's not just going to power you, just overpower everybody. Yeah, it's not 99. You no, know. it's about 94, 95. Right. But, oh, watch out for this curveball. Watch out for this changeup. Watch out for the slider type of thing. And yeah, he can pitch. Just, he has really good command. Nothing just staying over the middle of the plate. You know, mm-hmm. good life on everything he throws. No, exactly. That's the fun part. I really like it when you can see the command. You talked about Jacob DeGron pa- painting. Yeah. Right. 101. Right. He's not 101, but he's painting. He's out there. Mm-hmm. I know where your hole is. This ball is going right there. Exactly. And I'm not going to miss. No. So it's really fun to see stuff like that because we flipped to the other guy. We we're talking about Walker Bueller. As much as I love watching Walker, there's days where he doesn't have the command. Right. Mm, Got to hope the stuff just plays today. Yeah. Everything becomes like a 3 2 pitch, like yeah. every bat, basically. And he's yeah. kind of struggling his way through it. There's lots of days like that. And I feel like with Bieber, it's a little more smoother at times because right. his whole game depends on can I get. My spots. Can I right, hit? Right. Am I going to be able to do both sides of the plate? Can I go up and down? Different stuff like that. So that's what makes it fun and interesting to watch. So if you have a chance, watch this guy. Yeah, he'll be back this year because he got kind of dinged up last year. Yeah. So he'll be back full force. And then again, anything the Guardians do, it's going to be heavily relying on Shane Bieber. Oh, 100%. Remember, they won 80 games. Right. With your manager out part of right. the Right. The manager was gone. You lost your ace pitcher. You lost your pitchers. Right. You got... People doing some funky things at times, and yeah, <laughs> they're back. Yeah, I think they're they gonna will. be back. They're gonna be competing this year. Like I said, we're gonna dive into them a little bit later. Right now, we had a fan question. All right, which I thought was pretty interesting. All right, let me see if I can dial up his name because he gave us permission to use this. All right, so from the, Michael Charts. All right, 
New York Yankee fan wanted to know which duo would be best for the New York Yankees. First basemen are Olsen and Friedman. Okay. And your shortstops are going to be Correa and Story. Which duo would you put together to help the Yankees win? All right. And this is for 2022. Or am I building it for... Let's say... Let's change the thoughts here. All right. You're going to win next year. You're trying to win the World Series, the hunk of metal, as the commissioner stated. Right. Okay. So I'm after the hunk of metal. Okay. Got it. Then we're going to talk about how would you keep a successful winning plan? Okay. So with that group, I would... Now, again, for this year, I would take Carlos Correa and Freddie Freeman. That would be my mm-hmm. two guys out of that group for a couple of reasons. One, they've already won. They, each one of them has won a World Series on a different team, being one of the leaders of the team, not just being a passenger along for the ride. The Astros don't win without Correa. The Braves don't win without Freeman. Mm-hmm. Like them or not, bottom line, it is what it is. So that being said, I think like the New York media, the pressure and whatnot, I don't think would affect either one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, the other guys are good players, but I just have, I think the jury's still out on them. And also, how would they fare in New York? Because let Matt Olson go out there and strike out three times in four at-bats. The Boo Birds come out. How will he react? Correct. Trevor Story, same thing. How will he react mm-hmm. just if he starts striking out a lot? So if I'm picking for this year, I'm taking Freeman and Correa. Now, if I'm taking for the next five years, I'm going to switch out Freeman and I would take Olsen instead because Olsen's younger than Freeman. A lot of people would do that. For me, I changed it a little bit more on how I saw people handling the media a few years ago when it was at its highest. Can you handle that in New York? Right. If I'm trying to win abs- like next year, this is a team I got to put out there. I'm going Freeman and I'm going to go Trevor Story, actually. Okay. A little different. I feel like there's no true consistency between either shortstop. Right. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I look at them. The nice part I could see about Trevor is dude plays. Yes. He's on the field. I know I'm going to get 150-ish, about 150 a year. Right. But Correa, it's, it's a question mark. And which Correa am I getting? That is true. There's all-time high Correa last year, and then there's about two other years we've had there, where other you're versions, just like, right. what is this? Right. You're supposed to be A-Rod. You're supposed to be these guys. Which I think is a little bit unfair to Correa. It, it is. I, I agree, but... Compared to you know, your big short, big Latin shortstop, mm-hmm. therefore, you're going to get the A-Rod comparisons, or are you another version that, like, a couple of years older than Tatis, those are easier contemporaries. I think that's always been unfair to him. Now, the one thing I will say with the New York media, how you brought that up, mm-hmm. if he has a bad game, the media comes at him, how will he react? That's, that's why, the one question. So that's the thing. Have. When I we saw the whole scandal issue. Right. That thing got made 10 times bigger right. than what it had to be. Yes. Yes or no. Well, it, he it, egged it on. Yeah. He added fuel to it. Yes. When me personally, Dodger fan, baseball fan, we messed up, accept it. We move forward, right? Yeah. Take the Alex Bregman approach. Correa did not. <laughs> I think we've talked about this. Yes. I respect Bregman so much more of that squad. And I can actually root for that guy mm-hmm. because I liked his approach. Yeah. Man, we did it. Whatever happens this year, we know it's on us type of situation. He gets hit. No problem. Go to first. I'm not saying anything in the media. Right. Mouth closed. We know what happened here. Yeah. Correa was really, really indignant about the whole thing. And it didn't look well in terms of the optics of it. And that's why I don't think he can handle New York media. Okay. When I'm constantly coming at you, you go on a lull for seven days, which happens. It's baseball. Yeah. Bad week, bad, bad road week, trip. Whatever right. it is. Right? right. We're not winning because of you. We just went one and six for the week. Blah, 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 blah. 
he's got past history has shown he's going to go tell everybody to go F off. Right. He'll come after the guy from the New York and Post. Now you're and, the villain in yeah. New York. Right. I can see that. And that's where I don't think that works. I think there's too big of a clash there. I think the uncertainty, at least when I have story, I know I'm going to get great defense. We're actually going to have some speed for once in New York. Right now, you look at that squad, yeah. there is zero speed. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, Gardner yeah, is your faster Gardner. guy. <laughs> right. 50 years old. <laughs> I like Brett Gardner. I yeah. like the way he plays. Right. But that dude is too old to be that speedy guy. Yeah. If you're relying on him for your stolen bases. Yeah. And just being able to swipe that extra bag, base hit in the gap or whatever it is. Right. Right. At least with story. I know he's going to strike out a lot, but I know he's going to give me 30 bombs. Okay. I know his track record has shown he's good for about 30. He's good for about a 250, 260. He gets on base a bit, plays great defense, steals bags, a little more dynamic in the sense where we've talked Corey Seager, Trey Turner. We agree. Trey Turner is more dynamic. Yes. That's what I see in this case. Okay. So that's why I would take him if I need to just one year. Let's just go out and do it because I think he can handle that pressure a little bit more. Now, I will say this much, though. I mean, again, mm-hmm. just I know it might go against what I just said, but you could also have Correa in there. And that could be the thing, the missing ingredient that you are a little bit too corporate if you're mm-hmm. the Yankees. And he's not that. So when they are having a lull, or let's just say, you know, somebody's not playing well, mm-hmm. you got Gary Sanchez having bad at bats or butchering balls behind the plate. Or let's say you need Judge and Stanton to do something. Correa has that leadership to him Mm -hmm. where he will be the guy right there going, hey, we need something out of you guys or we can't have that. I I think we've seen that, but I think we've also. It can go both ways. I think we've seen story when it's just him and Arenado. Yeah. Kind of be like, okay, I know what I have to do when dude at third isn't doing it this year. Yeah, but the problem, again, the only thing with story is just the team he's been on has been he's bad. Been, they've been a bad team. So he's never really had to show it, or he's never shown it on a winning team. No fault of his. Yeah. But, I mean, Correa, you've seen him do it when the lights are on. And, you know, make sure he's the first guy out of the dugout when something happens, for good or bad. Yes. He's right there in the mix. And I think he could deflect a lot of that attention maybe from Judge and Stanton. It could have allowed them to perform better. They're not looking for them because they're kind of boring with the quotes. We're focusing on this guy. Right. We're, yeah. You know, Correa's where the action is. Yeah, I, I can see that too. I think it, it could go either I think way. I it could go either way. I don't think there's a bad combination. No. To say no, the no, least. No, 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 no. Not at all. If I'm going to go so sustained winning mm-hmm. and what I've heard out of the Yankee camp, mm-hmm. I still go story in the sense where I don't need to sign you long term. Okay. Right? I don't think he has any power right now to say, you know what? I earned seven years, five years. He, not now. Not now, right? No. Correa no. does. And everything I've heard from the Yankee camp is they want to get a guy to fill it for the year because mm-hmm. they believe they want, the next two guys. Well, they and, want Anthony Volpe to be the shortstop. And then they have Oswald Peraza as well. Right. Who I know they're high on those two guys. Right. So if I have a stopgap type of guy that just has potential to be a star, star guy, right? Story. Yes, he but does. If it works out, cool. We know okay. you can play here. We can resign you. But one more thing with Correa. You can move him to third base. Is he willing, though? I know he's done it for the He w- said he was willing to do it. Is it WBC? Yeah, he, he, he had thrown it out there. He was willing to do it. Move so. over. So you always have that option as well. Right. I think it depends what kind of financial situation you want to get into. They got to re-up some guys. They got... I know. I know what you're saying. It's the Yankees, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I, you got to look at it just from... I, I try to look at it from all, all, yeah, I, all I know, spectrums. And then, at first, I think I agree with you. For the, If I'm trying to get sustained winning, I go Olsen. I was high on him last episode. I've seen... Right progress every single year right. other than 2020 which i tell everybody outlier year right it is if you did great fantastic you figured it out mm-hmm. if you didn't do great fine right it's tough to figure out in that weird space yeah it's unusual right but i see him in these 162s great defender 
has the bat, left-handed, has major pop, and he fly balls out for him. <laughs> like, I, I just to me, it makes too much sense. Right. I can I can see it. So, bottom line, five-year plan or sustained winning plan, I'm still going story, and I'm taking Olsen in that capacity. Okay. So I'll, I'll get my duo. You get your duo. And we'll see how we'll it see what out. happens. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get our guys and take them out there. Yes. What the lineup would be like, but I, we're not able to answer that situation. Like it's right too now. hard to say because of where you're at in That's the what off I was gonna season. Say. Cause your team isn't complete yet. So you'd really There's don't so know. So many people that are going to move, but so many options. If I go get Olsen, I'm not signing him. Somebody from this is leaving. Uh, possibly not necessarily for Olsen. To trade for because I look at like the oh, Luke Boyd okay. situation. Okay, I get what you're saying. Okay. The guys that okay. are still on the roster okay. could be moved. And yeah. if they're moved, well, that changes my whole lineup. It could be. But again, it could be, yeah, I'm putting Olsen in. Let's say I'm replacing Voigt with Olsen. Okay. Well, that's an easy switch. But yeah. for instance, like what am I, where if I sign certain people, where am I putting DJ? Where am I putting Glaber? Where's Anduhar going? Is Anduhar still here? Where's Urshela going? You start having these more questions. Right. What am I doing with Gallo? Is Gallo part of the package because he didn't work out here? What am I doing? Right. And again, that's just hard to say because we're wrapping the off season. But if you were to get these two guys, they're in the lineup. You're not. Oh, yeah. No, no they're sliding straight in the middle. It's just what do mm-hmm. you have around it? And right. how would you format right. it? Because, for instance, if I get Story, Story could lead off-ish. He could. It's not. So not probably the main option, but I wouldn't want to do that, that possibility. Yeah, yeah. You could do it. So that's why I was like, mm, okay, we'll hold off on the lineup talk. But I just thought I'd get answers to other questions in the duos. Yeah, I got it. What do you want to go, comparison or fair or foul? Okay, well, let's go comparison. So we had a comparison online. We changed it up a little bit. We're still doing a little bit more comparing. We were talking about left fielders. We have, well, three guys had great seasons, and one guy was a former star. Right. All right, we have Andrew Benintendi of the Royals. We talked about him being their guy. Right, low-key had a really good, you know, kind of hidden away in Kansas City. Had a really good year. 17 home runs, 276 average, 324. We know he plays defense. Right. Got a nice arm. Can do it on both sides of the ball. Looks like he's back to that rather than that kind of lull he fell into with Boston at the end of right. the, his tenure there. We have Christian Yelich, MVP candidate for two, three years. Yep. Kind of fell off in 2020. The yelly belly days were long ago. Yeah. Following that 2019 ugly injury to right. the, I believe the knee, yeah, right? Yeah. Foul ball off the right. knee. Hasn't really been the same guy since then. Randy Rosarena took the state, took baseball by storm in 2020 playoffs. Yep. Came back last year. Right. Followed up pretty well, I thought. Hey, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, hits 20 bombs, hits 274, 356 uh, on base. Maybe it wasn't the 500 during the postseason. Yeah, right. Maybe people want to quote unquote see that kind of thing. I mean, if you just go off postseason, you'd swear Eddie Rosario is the greatest player in the history of baseball. Yeah, I know. That's that's an issue. (laughs) Then we have big boy, big tough guy. Yeah. Manly man, Tyler O'Neill. Right. Buffest dude I've ever seen. Better than Dietrich, better than Puig. He's really put together, especially for a baseball player. Yeah. He finally got it together last year. Yeah. Put up a great year. Absolutely yes. great year. So where do you go? How would you rank if this was your squad for 2020? For 2020. Who is your left fielder? Of that group of guys, I will go with a Rosarena. Interesting. Okay. How funny. <sighs> Yeah, I'm just thinking it's tough. It's tough. I can see because I'm not the biggest of Rosarena fan, actually, okay. because the quality of his bats a lot. They're not, yeah, they're not the greatest. It comes and goes. It's like the focus or something. Again, rookie year, you know, rookie year. So it's not like he's a 10 year vet, but sometimes he has some kind of ugly ish looking at bats and he refocuses and he can be a true, you know, difference maker. Mm-hmm. I'll say second, I'm going to go O'Neill because, yeah, the power plays and then see Hulk smash, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And then third, I will go Benintendi 
and then I'll have to leave Yelich for fourth only because I can't trust the health. Seems fair. I'm looking at this, and you already know I'm a Yelich guy. Yeah, I know. I think I'm still taking the possibility for one year Okay. that I, he falls into this magical pool. All right. Well, he figures it back out. As they use a soccer term, the purple patch of form. There it is. He's going to return to the, the peak days of, of Christian Yelich. I, I don't think it's necessarily out of the realm where he can figure like just healthy. Yeah, it's health. It's not it's like just he like, forgot how to play. No, it's, it's just, just he's been got unhealthy. banged up, and I could see mm-hmm. it where he just comes back, and guess what, guys? I'm back. Okay. Type of scenario. Remember, a longer offseason. Yeah. It was working out in his favor, in my opinion, that's yeah. a little longer, more time to work on the body. Mm-hmm. Older guy. He's hitting, he's getting 30. older, but in the sense where he's been in the league. Yeah. He understands what his body needs. He understands how the league plays him, how they pitch to him. Okay. Inside out swing and pull it. Get, to me, just does everything. Right. I think he has, it's not a situation where I'm like, well, no, I mean, he's not going to bounce back to that, but he could be a good player. Right. No, no, I, mean, I think he could bounce back. Yeah. A peak Yellich is the best guy of the four. Yes. But I think he can bounce back to be maybe not 2018, 2019, but pretty damn close. Okay. So I'm going to take Yelich. All right. Number two, I'm going to go Tyler O'Neill. All right. Tyler O'Neill does it all. Literally does it all. Yeah. The thing why reason I took him over Randy Rosarena right here mm-hmm. is a K rate. Right. I have 126 to 170. And that goes into Randy's right. issues at times. Right. With the K's. Yeah. It comes, like I said, the focus comes and goes and he has some rough looking at bats. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 168. I was reading somebody else. That's fine. It's the same, it's still, the same principle still, applies. Yes. Where the K's are a little bit lower mm-hmm. than Randy's. I like his arm better. I like his speed better. Overall, I think I like the makeup a little bit better. Not always perfect, but I'm going Tyler. All right. Randy's a lot more dynamic than Andrew. Right. I feel like Andrew's a little more consistent. Yes. Well, or, since, not, he's, since he's been in Kansas City, yeah. I look at his overall record or history, right? Is it about that 270 range, 17 to 20 bombs, going to play de- good defense. He's never going to be... 40 home runs. No. 350 average guy. But you know, when I come in and I pencil him in the lineup, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, he's a solid major league outfielder. And when I pencil in Randy, I feel like, man, this dude can go four for four with three homers today. Or dude could go over four or four Ks today. Right. Just that big kind of switch off right there. But I think because you have that ability to say four for four with three homers, give me Randy. (laughs) Okay. I got to take it there. I almost talked myself out of it. Then Ben Tandy, not nothing against him. No. Probably the most consistent out of the four. Right. You know what you're going to get, but his highest output isn't going to match some of these guys' potential lowest output. Peak version of all four guys. I think the, the ceiling is the lowest for Ben Tandy. Correct. I think so. So I, I can see that. So that's where I'm taking it. Give me Yelich. Give me Tyler. Give me Randy. And then give me Ben Tandy. All right. So you have more faith in Christian returning to health than I do. Yes. He did pretty well for me on MLB the show the other day. So I believe in him now. <laughs> okay. I'll, we'll go find him up there in Malibu where he's at in the Valley. I think he's right next to Pepperdine. Yeah, exactly. I got to go. I need to find this guy. I like his tweet thingy today. He's like, in spite of the news, let's have a positivity thread. Okay. And you know, he's like, I just saw, saw these two dogs doing like some playful thing. Next person up. And then he comes right. back like an hour later. Forgot I had to go to the DMV. Cancel today's thread. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, that's it. That's that one. We got a little bit of fair or foul talk before we dive into the Guardians. All right. Like we said, we're on lockout. Yes. So fair or foul. So with the announcement earlier this week that the league is canceling the first two series of the season. So now we're down to 156 games. So fair or foul that the canceled games is going to lead to diminished fan interest for the upcoming baseball season. I'm going to go foul. Okay. And here's why. I think the average quote unquote baseball fan, person who just goes to the game, hangs out with their friends, goes on a date. We just like 
I know the Dodgers. I know the Mets. I show up, have a good time. I, lo- I like this environment. It doesn't affect that person. Okay. It affects more of the yous and me's where opening day is a national holiday. Yeah. I'm on vacation every day that day. Exactly. Right. And I tell everybody around me, it's national holiday. Make sure you're watching baseball. I literally set up multiple TVs at work. Right. So I can watch as many games as possible. Usually I end up catching like the Reds the first game because they're always the home game and they're always a day game. Yeah, they try to throw them on early. Yeah. Yep. And then I start catching other games, Dodgers at night, Yankees in the middle of the day, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So it, it hurts me and you more. But I think there's less of us and more of the average just going to a game. Okay. And those people, they're going to be like, huh, starting a little late this year, but it's not going to affect. Now, how much do you think media perception is going to play into that? Because Ooh. again, it plays into it a lot now because mm-hmm. it's all over Twitter. It's all over right. the, the gram, Facebook, Yahoo, right? LA Times. It's everywhere. Right. It's everywhere. I, I think it'll play into it a little bit, but I still got to go foul. I just, I think about the average goer. Okay. And I just got to say, it doesn't, when I'm going for Micheladas and some good baseball games <laughs> and just some baseball and doing the charge and stuff. Right. Cause for me, I think it's like fair for this season. Mm-hmm. I think the next couple of years, it'll be back to how it was. Cause again, we were talking before we recorded, I lived through the strike in 94 mm-hmm. and I saw the reaction to it. And also the environment now is much different than it was then in terms of the perception of it. Obviously a strike is different than the lockout. In terms of labor, they're 180 degrees different. One's the side of the workers, one's the side of the, the owners or the or management, however you want to look at it. But in this particular instance, because it's being phrased solely as an owner thing, there is going to be that element of fan where it's just like, you know, forget you guys, millionaires and billionaires. There is that. But I think this year you're going to have, take a hit and then you're going to have your, like, let's say from the strike in 94. In 95, that's when you have Cal Ripken breaking the, the record for consecutive games. Mm-hmm. That catches the national attention. People are watching just to see Cal play and him running around the field. And it was a celebration in that particular moment. Now, that's where the Sosa McGuire thing really kind of kicked it into a higher gear. And then that's when it was like, okay, baseball's back Back. again. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully, in air quotes, we don't have like, we have a juiced player era this time Mm -hmm. as we did last time. (laughs) But I think baseball's going to have to do something to really regain the national attention and regain its footing in the sports landscape, because I do think the owners are miscalculating in the sense that we do have more entertainment options than we did then. So in 94, let's say you go on strike, there's no streaming service. There's no Netflix. There's no Amazon prime. There's none of that. I can stay home, watch movies, Disney plus, whatever. That wasn't a thing. So it was like, my summer was just empty when come August, when they go on strike, it's like, okay, now what? There's nothing where now it's like, oh, I can go do this. I can go do that. Video games are much more popular than they were back then. So now it's, I'm playing I don't know, League of Legends or something. I'm just to pick a game. And that's more of the thing. There's people, that's how they are now. They don't really pay attention to say any sport like that. Mm-hmm. You've had an emergence of television and like different things like that. The emergence of sports like Formula One, for example, because of the show on Netflix. Okay, now people are, when's the season start? Where Lewis Hamilton's more popular in a lot of corners than Mike Trout or Max Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw could ever hope to be, you know? So that's something I think that the ownership in the baseball side is kind of missing. I think this year it could take a hit unless something really interesting happens. Like in the season, you're going to get the average sports fan will come back. It'll be mad for about, ah, about a month, maybe, but then it'll become, okay, the NBA season's over. The NFL camps haven't opened. What am I doing with my summer? Uh, that's exactly what it is. It's summertime. 
Right. There's some people will, once summer hits. Right. Either I'm traveling, staying home, I need something to do. Right. Sometimes baseball games are the perfect place to go. Right. And I will say this much also, in as much as there are, and this is really applies to major league baseball fans. Mm-hmm. Because if you, like you had mentioned, if you're just trying to catch a ball game, I could go catch my local A-ball affiliate. There's a game. There's a game playing. I'm just sitting here, you know, eating a hot dog and drinking a soda, talking to my friends while the game's going on. There is one. Mm -hmm. Or I could go to a college baseball game. That's a college game. It's a baseball game. I would say it's just not as it's not as popular. Vi- it's not as vibrant as a yeah, yeah as you're, a major league game. Yeah, I don't think obviously. you're getting as many Graham likes Inland Empire's game. <laughs> yeah, the Inland Empire Sixty Sixers versus an Angels game. Right, I got it. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't carry the cachet. I understand that, but if I'm just trying to catch a ball game or just get the family out. I can do that mm-hmm. while you know still again going to the, the minor league game or going to a college game. Yeah. If it's my five year old, he just sees a baseball player. He doesn't. Mike Trout doesn't mean it's just, it's just a guy to him versus, okay, that's the, the guy who hit the home run for the, you know, the quakes today. Okay. He likes that dude, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So that's the the difference I would say. Yeah. I, that's why I think it might be a little bit fair where it might take a minute for it to come back. Long-term, I think baseball will be fine. You know, I would think it would have been great if they would have been able to film some of like this whole lockdown situation mm-hmm. or lockout situation. Like you have a documentary crew going through, you start hearing some of the stuff, the little rumblings. Right. And when it comes out a year later, two years later, you're like, oh, so that's what was going on. You had a uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer talking about these things. Right. And I heard Uncle Stevie was in there grilling out the Marlins owner and stuff. Right. I think it would be fantastic. How much more people do you think would get into baseball? Because you can see the insides. Oh, they absolutely would. Maybe make sure the numbers don't come out. Have a succession type show based on the owners and the players. I think it would be awesome. You know, lock just to out. be able to hear it. Yeah. All right. We've just created content. Executive like a hard producer. knocks thing. Like you're just taking that and just throwing that into the right. negotiations. Right. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Fly on the wall. Just, okay, this is what we're doing. And right. if you have a good editing, editing crew, you'll edit out what you know you need to edit out. Right. And you'll put in some, some dull stuff, some interesting stuff and let people get an insight. Man, that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Hard Knocks works. Yeah, that's why the Drive to Survive show works for the for Formula One. You get to know who the drivers are, so when you see them on the weekend on the mm-hmm. grid, you're like, oh, I know that guy. I remember that guy was on the show. And you start taking a liking to the actual right, people. Right, Man, he had a cool personality. I Let me follow him. Mm-hmm. I started following Jonathan Taylor because I liked his personality wa- watching the Colts' uh, Hard Knocks. Right, I was like, exactly. Man, like this is a humble dude. Like mm-hmm. he's out there just playing the game because he loves the game type of situation. I'm like, right. You can go, man. Yeah. Go break these records. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So, I mean, yeah, that would be cool if they could create something like that. Them missing this, they missed the boat. And they, somebody needs to get me in there. I got this. It's baseball being baseball. They tend to miss the boat there. Yeah. They somehow turn a profit, but then they don't understand how to capture the popular zeitgeist of anything ever. No. No, they don't. Man. That was a good fair file, though. Yes. But moving on from the lockout, because looking at teams like, you know, part of the reason we have a lockout is there's payroll disparities. Looking from my mighty New York Mets with the payroll roughly $260 million. Yeah, man, you guys are just trying to buy championships. We will move to the, so today we'll move to the opposite end of the spectrum. The Larry Dolan-led Cleveland Guardians. Bunch of nonsense out there. $4 billion. Yeah, the guy's not broke. $4 billion. Yeah, and imagine if his payroll was $100 million, what he could do. And what is his payroll at? Uh, for the 40-man, $64.9 million currently. That's how you make money. Yeah, that's how you have about just about the last payroll in baseball. I think they're 28th out of 30 teams. And he still won 80 games. Still won 80 games. <laughs> crappy division. It's not the best division. But I, I will say he's got pieces in there. Yes. That are 
very good at what they do. The scouting department mm-hmm. and the people that are actually drafting these pitchers and developing these pitchers. Right. They have a good development program, especially on the pitching side for sure. Because that's really what's been carrying them this past, what would you say, six, seven years? They've been on a nice run. Yeah, when pretty much. Yeah. Cubs won in 2016? Yeah. Seven years. Yeah, we've been at it for a while and they were good kind of before that. Yeah, was, a little bit. They weren't a bad team. Right. But you're really seeing them come on and they've done some great stuff and they let go of guys when they need to let go of guys. Yeah, they move them on. Kluber, Carrasco. Yeah, Carrasco, Jesus. Uh, Clevenger. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've been able to move off of guys at the right time. Brantley. I hope not Lindor. <laughs> yeah, possibly Lindor. Because if you look at the seasons, right. they're Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. Could have possibly had a better season. Ahmed needed to go. I, I know you guys didn't like him out there. Well, no, he, okay, to go, he was a Rosarina in the extreme. It was mm-hmm. literally, here's a baseball floating in the air, swing at it. That's what he would do. Yeah. But anyways, we'll we'll get back to Ahmed in a minute. I know, I know. <laughs> That's your guy over there. They've done a lot of good things. Got issues with the names. They're fixing the name. Right. Fixing the image, fixing the brand. Yep, um, rebranding. I think they missed there too, but <sighs> what, what would you say about the squad? Like, to be honest, I think they just need to be healthy and they're wild card contender. Yeah, I think healthy and they're a wild card contender and get me like a bat or two. I would love to see something in the lineup there because a lot of these guys aren't Cesar Hernandez, not there. Right. Eddie Rosario, we just saw what he did. Mm-hmm. Won a World Series. You only have Jose Ramirez in there. Yeah, Fradmill Reyes, who's a power bat. Yeah, when Fradmill hits it, it goes. It goes. Josh Naylor, they got some guys there. Let go of Harold Reynolds, uh, Harold Reynolds, Harold Ramirez. <laughs> Bradley Zimmer doesn't hit too much. No. Like Oscar Mercado doesn't hit. They got your other guy, Jimenez, who's expected to fill in that second base this year. Yeah, no, he can hit like a bit. It's just a matter of is there enough power. Mm. He rejects to be like a 280, 290 guy with like, can he hit 10 homers? We talked about speed and pitching teams. Right. This is literally that. Pretty much, yeah. We're going to have a team that's going to steal some bags. Their best hitter steals bags. Jose Ramirez steals. Yes. He's about 15, 20 a year. Let me see. 27 last year. Yep. Okay. You got some speed here. Hey, Miles Straw. (laughs) He can run. Miles Straw. You know, some decent defenders. I'd like to see maybe something in the catching department get a little bit better in the hitting. Yeah, well, that's... But I know Hedges is good with with the rotations. Yeah, Yeah, Hedges is good defensively. And this is also where you hope Naylor can figure it out, you know, as a prospect. Mm -hmm. You can get him in there and say, okay. Heck, you don't have to hit that good. Hedges doesn't, but you can still be a, a useful big league player if you can handle the staff and the rest. So there is hope there, but they didn't think he was going to hit again under 200 last year in the minors because that's what he did. Correct. So yeah, you want to upgrade offensively where you can. If you're if you're Cleveland, is everywhere you look, you're okay. I can trust third base, and really anybody else is. There's some reasons to be kind of skeptical mm-hmm. because I mean their offense has been bad for years. Jeez. Well, it'll be the last time they had a good. They really haven't. <laughs> Jim Tomey. Yeah, I will say Tomey, Albert Bell. And they're not going to go out and really spend in free agency. So I don't really think that's an area that we can look to really fix it. Mm, no, you, you can't really go. Yeah, free agents isn't. That's not the way they're going to do it. They're going to have the pitching. And then you just got to score enough to make it where the pitching plays. Mm-hmm. I could see them making some moves like on the edges or taking flyers on. Yeah, kind of those one year pillow contract guys. Like if I'm running Cleveland, that's what I'm doing. I'm loading up on pillow contracts. Who wants a one year? Come on in here. I think there's some names that you could probably do something like that with. For instance, we've talked about him other places. I I like the idea of him in Miami, but like a Rizzo. I know you kind of got first base going because you got, oh, their prospect guy. 
Bobby Bradley. Yeah. I know you're trying to work with him, um, but he's turning into prospect suspect situation. Yeah. I believe Naylor plays first. Yeah. The other one. So you really got, I think they have Nolan also can play a little bit of first, but like I said, big, oh, I told you earlier, he's one of their top prospects. I think he's their number three prospect, but you look at him swing. There's a, there's gaps. There's holes. There's holes. It's, not, it's not a gap. I mean, it's not a hole. It's a gap. Right. Big gap. A lot of swing and miss. Right. So that at the major league level, what is it? Yeah, that's where you have to see. Hopefully he has a good offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, okay, he's covered up a lot of his holes now. And now we can, he's a, back to being a functional, real prospect for us that we think we can use. So that's why I think like a Rizzo type of guy where you know what you're going to get. Just solid production. Call it a day. Play some good first base. Be a leader. Okay. And you can DH him when you need to. Get those other guys in. So there's a the rotation. I don't have these guys stuck there. Another guy I could see possibly on a one-year type of thing, Tommy Pham, as a possible third outfielder, fourth outfielder situation. Maybe. I'm thinking, like, do you want to pay for third, fourth outfielder guys in free agency? I personally wouldn't, but what choice do you have? Okay. Other than running young guys out there, but that well, might cost you a well, lot I want, well, I want to run some young guys out there. Let me see. I'm trying to think. How many years does he have left in this deal? I'm not going to go Rizzo. I'm going to go down the 15 freeway down there and say, hey, uh, Hosmer, you want to come back to the central? Mm. You'll be my first baseman. Again, it's you're, t- you're, you're taking on a lot more, though financially that's what i'm saying i see how much we have left on the deal mm-hmm. but you've already made a deal with the recent past you've already swung a deal you know that's how you got clevenger down there yeah you know so it's not like the gms you know the front offices don't know each other i would just call and see like, hey how much or hey uh mets you have no use for dominic smith right okay we'll flip them you know we have pitching like relievers whatever you have a shaky bullpen you don't trust it here we'll move you a guy Two guys. Go take Smith back. He's not under a big contract. Mm-hmm. That frees up your kind of log jam of your first base DH types. All right. He's a plus defender. Left-handed bat has shown some pop in the past. Okay. And he comes. Again, we just made a deal last offseason. So, again, we know, we each, know other's each other's system. Correct. So, we can kind of match up there. That wouldn't be the worst. That kind of guy in terms of making a deals. You know, because, again, yeah, Cleveland's not going to eat money. That's not going to happen. You know, you're not going to say, okay, we'll pay, like, the Nolan Arenado $50 million thrown into the deal to get yeah, him out of town. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. I have a question on the outfield. Okay. That's why I kind of, Tommy Pham kind of guy, that's why I felt maybe he works, because as of now, according to fan, fan graphs, mm-hmm. they're starting with Quan, mm-hmm. Straw, mm-hmm. and Zimmer. And that's not going to cut it. I know Zimmer is pretty solid defensively, yeah. nice arm. But he doesn't really hit but that. He doesn't, he doesn't hit. hit that much. Yeah. Straw, I think he's in the same department, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's good speed. He's more of a speed guy. Okay, so then you got Quan. He's uh, not good to me. <laughs> just not good. So that's why maybe it's not ideal, but just for a year to possibly get some leadoff production. Because we've seen him lead off in St. Louis. We've seen him lead off in San Diego. Okay. On yeah. winning squads. And we saw him lead off in Tampa Bay, winning squads. Yeah, okay, I can see it. You're convincing me. I don't need you here for three years. Okay. Just fill in this gap. When these guys are on lulls, we'll rotate, get you in there, get you some run. Right, tough matchup, and okay, you sit down. Quan, we don't think, sorry, Steven, not today. We're running into whoever we got, you know, whoever's number one starter going today. So, yeah, you sit down. And, yeah, well, I can see it and put fam out there, but... Like I said, just with Cleveland, I just wonder how much are they going to invest in the ball club in terms of payroll? How much money do you have? That's the one History wild card. Yeah, I know. That's the one variable with this team that you don't know. But if you can get deals in there, to me, I'd be in the trade market, me personally, mm-hmm. because that's more cost controlled. You know how much the player makes already because he's already under contract. Mm-hmm. That's why I was throwing out, like, say, like a Dominic Smith, where you already know, okay, he's under contract. He's not going anywhere, or we know how much what we're bringing on. Mm-hmm. And heck, 
you might be able to convince, let's say, the Mets to, you know, throw in a couple bucks to just, okay, you should give them a little better prospect. They kick in some money, so it's cheaper for you. There you go. Deal happens. Players like that. Or I know this will never happen in a million trillion years, but all right, let's say, hey, Dodgers, you have weird guys on your team that you are angels. Hey, you need pitching. <laughs> Here's Zach, please, Zach. Here's our kind of troubled. Okay, let's just say hypothetically, I don't think this deal would happen. And I think Cleveland would say no. Zach, please, Zach, for Justin Upton. Yeah, if I'm Indians, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. If I'm the Guardians, I say no. But you can afford, or you, you give me a prospect with them. I think it'd have to be another outfield. Because you remember, Angels. What if I did this? But Angels, I'm saving you money. So you're getting his contract. I'm eating some money. So if we want to work out the, the financials here. I think a more reasonable deal for the Indians. I was damn it, for the Guardians. It's going to take me a second. <laughs> That's why I just keep saying As Cleveland. I wear my uh, <laughs> Cleveland hat, trying to get into the Cle- Cleveland mind frame. Uh-huh. We'll give you our prospect suspect guy. Your prospect my suspect guy, guy. My guy, Joe Adele. Joe Adele. Throw in, we'll take Upton. We'll eat the money. And you get this guy. You get the uh, number three, number four guy that you need anyways. You need anyways. Yeah. Okay. I can see that happening. I think that would work for both teams. Right. Well, the Angels might say. Angels might hurt a little bit. but We might say we're short and outfielder now. Yeah, but they can figure that out. They have the money and the resources and willing to spend. Yeah, could be. To figure out, okay, we can get a guy. We can get a Jock Peterson to platoon out there. Almost did, but hey. You know, Artie Moreno strikes again. Yeah. Well, we can get guys okay. where we can fill that hole. We'll get two guys, one for a righty, one for a lefty and call it a day. Mm-hmm. We got trout and marsh. All right. Run trout marsh. Yeah. And then, you know, get or say, Hey trout, you're going to left field. You're just going to be the left fielder. Now mm-hmm. that's it. No more center. That's done. And get a center fielder. I think I, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Or Easy you push marsh to center and you get a right fielder. Yeah. I, I think I like trout and right a little bit better. Just no. play off the wall. Nope. No play left. All right. Play left. No, but again, the Angel fans are probably going, that's why you don't throw in Adele. You're creating a hole. Well, again, you got to give something to get something. Your pitching hole is a lot bigger, in my opinion, yeah. than the outfield hole. And I mean, again, please act closer to a known entity at this point mm-hmm. than, let's say, whatever upside is there is in Adele. And, you know, again, Upton can help the Guardians in the short run. Here's some more offensive production. Mm-hmm. He is a functional major league hitter. His days of being kind of a star to me are behind him. Oh, but, yeah, that's way But he can help, especially in this lineup. I think he can offer upside, and who knows? Maybe Adele outperforms Upton anyway, and you get to keep Adele. Upton's contract expires. He leaves. Well, now you just traded Zach Plezak, and if Adele becomes what he was showing he could have been, okay, well, we just made that deal. We would have been happy with that deal anyway. Yeah, yeah, and if it works out in five years, he'll be gone. You're just going to resign him. <laughs> True. <laughs> It'll work out perfectly. Yeah. Win-win. There you go. That's how you end up with both guys on your team later on. <laughs> yeah. I think the main part here is for our Guardian fans, stay healthy and you'll be fine. Yeah. If they're healthy and just with minor improvements from the younger guys in both the pitching staff, say the Tristan McKenzie's, mm-hmm. you know, if he does a little bit better because he was kind of good, then he wasn't. And then, you know, he was kind of up and down a little bit better out of guys like him. Then I think, yeah, they'll be right well, back in McKenzie, the wall. I think Pleasant can get back to being a three and a half guy. Right. I know we had, he has issues in 2020. Right. Regarding the COVID stuff, right. going out with Clevenger, all that stuff. Right. But if I can get back, I got a beaver. I got some guys around me. feel more comfortable mm-hmm. at the major leagues level. Why can't I go back to being what I did in 2019? Right. Yeah. This team is it's set up to be, if you were, let's just say, buying a baseball team, this is the kind of team you'd want to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you just said, okay, I've just given you whatever. You're, you're Jeff Bezos looking for a baseball team. 
this is the kind of ones you'd want to invest in. You know, there's no real onerous contracts where you're just going, my goodness, I got to pay this dude for how long? You don't have any of that stuff. It's a young enough club with upside, but there is enough proven talent there that, you know, you know, you're not that far away. Or maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's harder to build around a team that has offense than it is a team that has pitching. I feel like the pitchers are more dime a dozen than the hitters. So if I was purchasing and I saw, oh man, they, they got a staff, all I got to do is invest in the offense. Well, yeah, offense is easier to find That's for what I mean. sure. Yeah. But the thing is with the pitching is, it's just easy. Yeah, it's easier to find offense. We'll just go that way. Yeah, it just to help it your uh, argument of yeah, if you're buying a team, they already got the pitching. I just got to invest in some hitters. Yeah, find some hitters. And especially with the way baseball is played now, especially with the baseballs they're using. Yeah. You know, okay, everybody could kind of a little bit more dangerous. And also with this team, we're talking about Andres Jimenez. Like he could possibly, he could be off the team, him or Rosario. Just thinking about it to another team. Okay. Call the angels again. You need a shortstop. Don't you? Okay. Let's say you lose out on Carlos Correa. Hey, we could flip them for, you know, one hitter for another. Hey, we'll give you Rosario or Jimenez for Adele straight up. Mm-hmm. I think they might even take that. Cause that your, becomes your everyday shortstop. And then you're Cleveland. Cause you're going Tyler Freeman's our number one prospect guy. Mm-hmm. So Freeman, you can play second, whichever one you kept between Rosario, back to short. they go back to short. Okay. You keep We're fine here. And we got our outfielder. Mm-hmm. Keep there moving you go. along. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's a guy that I think we should highlight in Tyler Freeman. Yes. Expected to come up within this next year mm-hmm. or so. Maybe would have broken out with the team. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. the Guardians, maybe not, but right. wait the six weeks or whatever it is. He'll be up. Yeah. But he's going to be year. up, I think, yeah. this year. And he's going to be a guy that contributes. Hopefully, remember, we always say this. I'm going to say it again. If you're a rookie and you just, your average guy, you're going to be, you're going to have a good season. Right. Yeah, he projects to be similar to Jimenez. Okay, light light power. Yeah, that's the question with him. He can really hit, like in terms of he will hit 280, 290, like for sure. So, so in his four years of minor league ball, actually, I'm sorry, three years because he didn't get to play 2020, he has a whopping nine home runs. Right, no, he's not, if you see him, he's not the biggest dude in the history of the world. And, but the question could be as he fills out and matures, there could be some more power there. And again, the major league baseball is different than the minor league ball. Mm-hmm. Also the minor league ballparks, what parks are you playing in? If you're playing in extreme pitchers parks in the minors, it could depress your power numbers and you actually have more pop than what you're showing. And if it's like, he's a doubles threat. I was going to say he can grade out to be like a Whit Merrifield. Exactly. I was going to say Whit Merrifield or just in terms of numbers, Adam Frazier, peak Frazier mm-hmm. type guy. Like, okay. Prior to San Diego. Right. Yeah. Pittsburgh Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Something like that. You would go, okay, that's perfectly fine. No issues there whatsoever. So I think Freeman has the potential to be something like that. And those are useful major league players. I mean, if you said Cleveland, would you take Whit Merrifield on your team? You'd be like, hell yes. <laughs> no, no problem. I think that would be like your optimal outcome for Freeman. But there is some real bat to ball skills there. And it just matters, is there enough power to where he can be a, an everyday player or does he become more of a utility type guy? Because if there just isn't a power, you can't leave that dude in the lineup every day unless you just really have it elsewhere, which Cleveland currently doesn't. Mm-hmm. So we talked about him. They have George Valera, who's high on their prospect list. Yeah. However, has struggled with contact. Right. <laughs> uh, you have Nolan Jones, who we said has a whole contact issue. And swing. Gabriel Arias, I believe he already made... Made his debut. His debut. Yeah. Then, then, well, Maybe then, not. Then your pitchers, you're going to look at Logan Allen, the left-handed version. There you go. That's kind of like their next kind of pitcher guy in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And you have to see with him. Again, I don't know if he'll be there this year, but also they got, because they haven't, they don't have like a real, like a lefty kind of in the, 
In the rotation? Yeah, no, but I don't think there's a real need for it quite yet. But you just, well, you do want to have just to mix it, just to mix. You don't want to keep going into series. Mm-hmm. So now all I have is a bunch of right-handed guys. Because then, okay, I won't play against you. Okay, fine. Just throw all the lefties. <laughs> it's easy enough. You know, that's why I have a platoon advantage basically every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and no matter, I mean, I don't care how good your guys are, it can become saney. He's just a bunch of right-handed dudes who throw hard. Okay, great. He throws a slider, he throws a curveball, he throws a cutter. Okay, that's the difference. But it's a bunch of right-handed samey mm-hmm. type stuff versus here's the power lefty, here's the sinker righty, here's the power righty, here's the, you know, crafty lefty. Where yeah. It's like a mix and you don't know every day it's different, you know, where they can kind of run into a little bit of samey, especially when you watch them. They kind of, the pitchers fit a similar kind of profile, mm. you know, the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, right-hander, like pretty much the group. Yeah. If you think of, think Bieber, Plesak, Cal Quantrill, Tristan McKenzie, you start going, yeah, that's kind of what they look like. Mm. You know, you're like, yeah, it is. It can get same. Similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I can get that. So you do want to like I said, just mix it up, you know, give up different looks and just different platoon, you know, splits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any other things that you could think of right now that maybe makes a difference? We talked about the offense, mm-hmm. which didn't rank too high last year. No. Were, although their pitching was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The offense, you know, your bottom, basically third batting average on base percentage, you know, your middle of the pack and slugging. So you at least you have a little bit of more pop than you think, but that's just because you had a bunch of homers because they were, you did that's better two guys hitting 60 yeah, homers. Basically you did well in stolen bases. So if I could get me first, if I hit on a, like a free agent or two or make a deal or two to get me guys who this is their profile, then yeah, that's the real way you can jumpstart it in Cleveland. Other than that, you just kind of have to hope your younger guys develop. And that's just kind of what that's been their model. Anyway, they're not like a, they're, big, not, they're not going out there. They're not free agency is not really their thing. No, anyway. it hasn't been for a while. I'm trying to think of the last big major move they've made. They got Donaldson, but yeah. he was hurt. I wonder would you bring Yuli Gurriel in to be your first baseman? Mm. Is he a free agent this year? Maybe so. Maybe he's in the market. I think you could get him for I a I think short. he's next year. Is he? I think he's next year. I think he has one more year with the Houston Astros. Okay. Because I was just thinking of a guy like that, you know. Just puts the ball in play? Well, no, he's a professional hitter, mm-hmm. you know, and again, they can kind of guide through his Get your younger guys kind of on his program. Like, look, this is how you put it bats together. And you can learn from watching a guy like that hit. I think he could really help move things forward in their lineup. Because that's, again, that's a good professional at bat. Kind of, you get four of those a night. I think he can really help things. A guy like that. Yeah, I'm trying to, I was going deeper into it. Mm-hmm. We talked about them being very light hitting. Mm-hmm. I can see a combination where it's not going to cost you $20 million total. Okay. And a combination of Jock Peterson, Jorge Select. Well, you get the pop you need mm-hmm. in the middle of the lineup. Jock against righties is pretty good at bat nine out of 10 times. Eh, it's eight out of 10 times. So Lair's a little iffy at times, but we saw what he did in the playoffs. Okay, why not just go forget it and get Nick Castellanos? I was already thinking about that. I sold him to <laughs> too many teams already. Okay, <laughs> everybody's getting Nick yeah, Castellanos. Yeah, everybody was getting Castellanos. But the thing I didn't want with him, mm-hmm. I didn't need another friend mill. Okay. Well, to me, Castellanos is better than Fran Mill Reyes. I think he's a little bit Overall, slightly better, but hitter. I would say they're in the same mold. Okay. Or at least I can say the other two guys can do a little bit different. Well, no, I, the thing I'll say would hurt you would be the defense. With Castellanos and Fran Mill. Yeah, both. Yes. Either. Yeah, no, both defensively aren't greatest. I don't think Seller is the greatest. Jock's okay. I think he rates out okay. All right, I can see, yeah. But I, I just like the idea of platooning. You guys get out there, do your thing, because we're light hitting anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, I can see it. If Soler is hot, you play him every day. If he's not, yeah. you get the lefties, you get the righties. You guys are gonna play adequate defense. We'll call it a day. Twenty year, twenty million for the next year. I can live with for the pair. Okay, yeah, for yeah, a pair fair. of players rather than Castellanos, your guy. I'm getting twenty million for one guy. 
Right. No, they're probably going to have a similar production. I was going to say, you get the same production same as production, one roster spot. Yeah, it's one roster spot less. Yeah, you know, I got 26-man roster. I'm only using one guy. Yeah. It depends and, how you want, they would want to play it. Right. You'd be like, look, we're paying these guys $10 million a piece, or we're paying the one guy. Right. And I could do something else, though, my extra roster spot. And okay, there's... Maybe it another, works out. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But I can see a combo like that where it's just cost efficient. Yeah, I can see it. That's the thing. Because you lock up Castellanos, you're getting a multi-year. He's not signing. No, he's not. He's not signing a one-two-year deal. No, no he's going this after is, the big one. Yeah. This is his big one. Yeah. Especially coming off the year he had. This is my big one. Right. The other two guys, you can say one years, we'll flip you at the deadline. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe we flip you. Maybe we keep you. Right. See where we're at. Right. That, that to me, like I said, just make it where, yeah, that's what you're kind of doing with these teams. You know, I said that earlier. So yeah, I think that, that would be fair. I mean, now, what uh, and Peterson, I have, like I said, I have Castellanos playing on five other teams right now. Yeah. I know, but will Peterson go for it? That to me is the question I would have like a Peterson. Cause he's going, man, I've already been doing these one year. It's kind of, I'm now I'm into that realm. You know, I'm looking for a multi-year somewhere. Yeah. I want to be home, you know, a home, wherever that may be. As of now, I don't see it yet. I don't see him. He hasn't had the year where you can say, I can lock that up. I'm okay locking that up for three years. He's won back-to-back World Series. Mm-hmm. Solaire has two World Series, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, these guys have won. They're okay taking the wild card spot and possibly doing it all <laughs> over. Literally, these two guys just did it. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah, Four months ago together. Right. This is a better pitching staff, possibly. It is, it is yeah. So maybe, oh, I see that. I saw what our last pitching staff did. We just got to get hot at the right time. <laughs> That's all it takes. Just get hot. Get hot in October and you'll win a World Series. Yeah. I, I think that that was a little taller task here <laughs> in, in Cleveland. However. Slightly. Just a little bit. I like that idea. I think there's a couple ways you probably do it. I That's what I said. This would be, much- a, like I said, if you're buying a team, this is the kind of stuff where you have options. You're not going, we got to work around this or that. Mm-hmm. There's some glaring just hole on the team. It's just some, you know, void. Or one side of the ball is just absolutely, you know, useless. Yeah. You don't have that here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're kind of wrapping on Indian Guardians, Cleveland. You'll, you'll get there. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get there uh, on, you know what it is? On my screen, I still have Indians. Oh, okay. Baseball reference still uses Indians. Okay. I Yeah, it's Guardians. <laughs> Gar- they have Guardians for 2022. They have Indians for 21. Okay, got it. That's what they got over there. So I keep looking. I'm like, Indians, Guardians, Cleveland. <laughs> That's how I'm getting there. Next week. I'll basically sit here. Jamal will be talking the entire time because we're going to New York. <laughs> we're talking about the Metropolitans. Oh, boy. This is their number one fan. He knows literally everything about the Mets. The little ball of hate may return. I you think so. Reverse. He's going to come back. You guys made some big signing today regarding your uh, front office. Yeah. Yeah. They're president of a baseball like kind of operations. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our, our first female, you know, staffer. You know? Mm-hmm. So. So we'll see what she can do. And yeah, my, my team. Let's go, Mets. That's not how it goes. No, you guys no. don't do that. What do you guys do? Let's go, Mets. Let's ah, go, Mets. Like- <laughs> I like the other one. I like the little space. No. Yeah. Hey, see, this is why nobody likes the Mets. This is why yeah. nobody likes the Mets out here. Okay. They don't want to follow the rules. Yeah. No, it's, I'll, I'll try to bring the positivity next week. Again, I've been burned by this too many times. I will say the nice part is we're about to get the most, you guys are going to get the most detailed explanation on every <laughs> player on, the team. on this squad. <laughs> You're going to know what they did April 2nd in the third inning after they got a fastball. Jamal's like, oh, I remember that changeup. 
low and away. He actually took it pretty well. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it. It's going to be perfect. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Jeremy will just take that week off. He'll be on vacation. He'll just... Maybe. I'm going to do a quick Zoom while I'll do the introduction. And Jamal, take it away. He'll queue it up, take a nap, and then you know, <laughs> talk to you later. Come back in. So Mets talk next week. We got comparisons. We got fair fouls. I'm trying to think. Anything else? I'm- Maybe we won't be locked out. <laughs> Doubt it. But we'll probably still be on a lockout. Hopefully not. Make sure you guys are finding us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. Spotify too. Spotify too. Leave us reviews. Send us a DM. Let's see what we can do. Help you guys out. Get you guys something. Instagram, Twitter, Dingers and Caves Podcast. You guys can find us there. Comment. Tell us we suck. Tell us you don't like our comparison. Tell us something. And I and we do respond. <laughs> we respond, Ryder. I definitely do. Yes, you do. <laughs> like I said, find us there. We love the questions. We're getting DM questions. We'll always talk about those if you DM us. Ding. We're wrapping up right there. Oh, find us on sportsbums.com where you can find Brother on Baseball as well. Oh, yes. Newest article out there. Other than that, talk to everybody next week. Much love, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Much love, everybody.